We can't lift our country if we're not going to invest in our educators, because investing in our educators means investing in our students. Welcome to Teachers in America, a production of HMH, where we celebrate teachers and recognize their triumphs, challenges, and most importantly, dedication to students. I'm the Senior Director of Community Engagement, Noelle Morris, talking to you from an elementary school's library in Middletown, Ohio. In today's very special episode, we welcome back the U.S. Secretary of Education, Dr. Miguel Cardona. Today, for the second time, he joins us for a Teacher Appreciation Week message. Secretary Cardona's passion is to serve all students and improve their opportunities for success. He has two decades of experience as a public school educator, beginning his career as an elementary school teacher and going on to serve as a principal and assistant superintendent all in his hometown of Meriden, Connecticut. In 2019, he was appointed the state's commissioner of education, and in 2021, he was sworn in as the 12th secretary of education. We are thrilled to have another conversation with Secretary Cardona on Teachers in America. Now, let's get to the episode and hear that appreciation. Hello. Hey, Secretary Cardona. How are you? Welcome back Um, to the show. I'm doing well. Glad to be back with you. All right. So um, I'm speaking to you today from Rosa Parks Elementary School in Middletown, Ohio. Want to give a shout out to the leadership team that has helped set us up. And um, we've been in classrooms today seeing fabulous instruction happening. So anytime you're in this area, this is well worth the trip. Um, But it's been a year since we've had a chance to speak and a lot has been happening. So what have you been focused on? Well, first off, uh, shout out to the administrators and teachers in that school. It's a beautiful space you're in. I'm kind of jealous. Uh, I would have loved to have done the interview there. Um, oh. It looks like a, a wonderful place. Look, we've been really busy at the Department of Education raising the bar. Uh, we, we were pushing a campaign, Raise the Bar, Lead the World, where we go past reopening schools. That's insufficient. Um, we need to reimagine our schools. And what that means is making sure our kids have access to not only recovery from the pandemic, but just a better education system where they're more hands-on or they have uh, course selections that prepare them for for life outside of our our school walls. Um, We're wanting to make sure that we have better mental health supports for our schools, for our educators, for our children, for their families. And that means engaging families and wrapping our arms around families uh, differently. It also means uh, ensuring that we address this teacher shortage and teacher respect issue in this country. Mm-hmm. Look, we can't lift our country if we're not going to invest in our educators because investing in our educators means investing in our students. Teachers have been underpaid for far too long. We're bringing attention to that and we're actually putting policies and funding behind that as well. And then the last component of raising the bar is preparing our students for uh, international uh, uh, success, right? Career pathways that give them Uh, a chance to go into some of these careers that are coming, high-skill, high-paying careers that don't necessarily require a four-year degree. Uh, We have to make sure we're evolving our schools to provide students pathways into these uh, careers that will exist that will give them a chance uh, to compete. And we're also promoting multilingualism because we know if you're multilingual and multicultural, it's like an asset. It's It's a superpower. So we want our students to be prepared on the world stage, and we're raising the bar in education in the K-12 level, in addition to the great work we're doing to try to make college more affordable and accessible and improving programs like the public service loan forgiveness. Look, we're busy. There's a lot of work to do and we're excited about it. I'm so excited. You just said so much that in (laughs) 
my half day of being in Middletown, I've seen starting, you know, to be in action. The buildings that they've updated, um, I've seen bilingualism happening in classrooms. I've seen students um, helping, you know, their teacher get better with her Spanish, but the classroom is taught in a way that both languages are accessible and uh, and appreciated. So, so exciting. Um, Love raised the bar. What's interesting that you said is HMH does an educator um, confidence report every year. And in our latest report from this year, we learned that teachers want and they benefit and they appreciate that family connection. Sure. What is your advice? How do you begin to think about it from where, you know, you were in the classroom and a superintendent to forge and build that bridge and partnership with families from, you know, pre-K all the way through graduation? Absolutely. Look, you know, teachers know, and I know this as a, I was a former fourth grade teacher, school principal for many years. Uh, a, a parent is a, a child's first and most influential teacher. You know, we, I always tell, I used to tell the parents uh, when, when I was school principal, we're, we're, we're the supporting cast, you know, and um, we recognize that strong partnerships with families, authentic engagement where parents feel connected um, is the best way to help children succeed. You know, we're supporting full service community schools, which in many ways support some of these efforts uh, to get parents and, and schools connected. In my visits, Noel, to 40 states across the country in the last couple of years, um, the schools that are that reopened the best and the schools that are really making movements uh, with student recovery are the schools that understand the importance of making sure families are connected and not just parents. We have grandparents. Um, we have extended family members that are a part of this process. Um, so it's something that we want to double down on and, and say, you know, we believe parental and family engagement is critical. It's not a it'd be great to have. It's critical to the success of our children. Now, last year we were meeting during Teacher Appreciation Week. You had just finished um, the gala, meeting the Teacher of the Year, celebrating teachers from all, from every state. Um, what do you? What was one of your favorite moments from this year? Uh, it was amazing. Um, you know, it's amazing. You know, they're they're in the White House. Um, you know, I was in the Oval Office with Rebecca Peterson and her family. We did a, a forum with the First Lady and, and the Teachers of the Year from every state. And it was amazing how, how humble they felt. Yet, they're the ones that we should be lifting up. Like, we, I was inspired by them. You know, just the, just the dedication that they have, knowing that they represent not only their school and their city and their state, but the four million educators across the country that are rolling up their sleeves and doing what needs to be done for students. So for me, the uh, focus group with the first lady was, was really special Mm -hmm. because it was, you know, there were no cameras. We were just having an honest conversation. And what we learned there from them is look, we, we, we're going to continue to go to bat for our kids. We just want to make sure that as a country, we're being respected. That's not a lot to ask for. We rolled out our ABCs of teaching, right? agency for teachers let's respect their voice let's respect their professionalism and their their understanding of what to do for kids that's agency b is better working conditions make sure that there are social workers psychologists in schools to provide support make sure that teachers have pathways to job opportunities 
um, within the career of education and make sure they have professional development. And then C, competitive salaries. Make sure we're paying our educators a competitive salary. Unfortunately, in our country, educators, teachers make on average 20% less than people with other degrees. So we listened to our educators. That's the part that I enjoyed the most. And they reminded us of the ABCs of teaching. Oh, well, raise the roof on that. I mean, (laughs) I'm so excited that teachers in this, you know, in this part of the you know, the latest four years have a first lady that is a teacher understands that and has you understanding, not just from your, you know, superintendent role, but classrooms. That's so important. Um, And I personally think agency will keep teachers in the classroom, Mm -hmm. right? If we were working on teacher retention, let's think about that agency. Let's watch and trust, which I'm, which is why I'm so excited what we do in HMH, which is, Teachers amplifying their voices, yep. showing what they're doing in the classrooms, watching them make decisions very quickly in that moment of instruction, but also mm-hmm. building those relationships. So I'm so appreciative of this time with you. My last question, what is your message that we'll be seeing on LinkedIn and on all your social channels about Teacher Appreciation Week? We see you, we hear you, and it's not just talk. Look at our budget proposals. Look at our policies. Look at what we're doing to outreach the states. Um, we're trying to raise the bar across the country, and that includes making sure we go from just talking about respecting teachers to actions. Our policy agenda and our budget, the president's budget, reflects that we're committed to this because we really believe in it. We really believe in it. And um, to the teachers that are out there, you continue to inspire us. You're lifting our country, and we see you, we hear you, we appreciate you. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. And um, Vanessa shared that we should make this a tradition. So let's think about yes. <laughs> next year. Let's find a location where we can be together and we can celebrate the ABCs of teachers. Um, I, I appreciate what you're doing and um, we thank you for this time. Thanks for the time. Take care. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Teachers in America podcast, please email us at shaped at hmhco.com. Be the first to hear new episodes of Teachers in America by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed today's show, please rate, review, and share it with your network. You can find the transcript of this episode on our Shape blog by visiting hmhco.com forward slash shaped. The link is in the show notes. The Teachers in America podcast is a production of HMH. Executive producers are Christine Condon and Tim Lee. Editorial direction is by Christine Condon. It is creatively directed and audio engineered by Tim Lee. Our producer and editor is Jennifer Carujo. Production designers are Mia Fry and Thomas Velasquez. Shape blog post editors for the podcast are Christine Condon, Jennifer Carujo, and Alicia Ivory. Thanks again for listening.